Don't look at me. It's the troubles who are breeding. And if we don't get them off the ship, we're going to be hip deep in them. Lieutenant Uhura, how did all these troubles get on the bridge? I don't know, sir. They do seem to be all over the ship. I'm forced to agree with the doctor. I've been running computations on their rate of reproduction. The figures are taking an alarming direction. They're consuming our supplies and returning nothing. Oh, but they do give us something, Mr. Spock. They give us love. Well, Cyrano Jones says that a triple is the only love that money can buy. Hello. 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 And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, to Black Tribble Square. Squared. Here on 900 AM WURD. Oh my God, it's the Tribbles. On air, online, and in your community. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I am joined in studio the man, the myth, the legend, Master Triple, E-Mag. How you doing, Triple Nation? Do what you're doing, the superhuman, your man, our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. Super Triple. What up, Nation? Yo, I pay my bills. I have a cat. Dogs have, like, sideways genitals. It's your boy, Jay Rich, the Spider Triple. Yeah. It's Exotic Triple. Who else we got in the building with us? Uh, it's Wonder Tribble. Wonder Tribble, all the way from New Mexico. Wonder yeah, Tribble. Yeah, how you living? Getting all that New Mexico sun. Yeah. Okay. No, nothing's yeah. happening in New Mexico, apparently. Um, nope. Ain't nothing going down. It's hot. It's desert. Cacti. Most definitely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a fun show for you uh, this, this evening. We got uh, talking about... Continuing the top 10 summer of 2014, we're going into the top 10 things that television teaches about black women. We are going to get deep into a very deep and uh, interesting conversation. That's why we are chock full of Lady Tribbles tonight. And of course, we cannot have a room full of Lady Tribbles without having the premier Lady Tribble herself. As she shimmies up to the microphone right hi, now. Hi, hi, <sighs> hi, guys. How are you? Great. No, nothing. Hi, hey. Oh, I thought oh. you were talking to the audience. Oh. I was talking to you guys as well. You're part of. We're all. We are family. Oh, I 
hot in here. Like it's I'm hot. Style. Like I don't know what. Like I wasn't gonna say nothing, then. but what's yeah, up, yeah, y'all? It's Kennedy, also known as that Mikey chick, also known as Stormtriple. What up? Yep. All right. Love that. So we're talking about what uh, the top ten things that television teaches us about about black women, but we want to hear from you as well, ladies and gentlemen. Give them the phone numbers, E. You can reach us at 215-634-8065 if you're not so local at 866-361-0900. It's interesting. I was over uh, Master Tribble, Eric's house, earlier, and I was talking to Phoenix Tribble, and we were actually talking about... um, the representation of black women on television today because it's hard pressed to find what some would consider a positive example of a black woman on television at least from what uh, what uh, what i can see go ahead wonder trouble you gotta get up on this mic you're you're on you're here (laughs) unless it's olivia pope it seems to be the only oh you mean olivia pope the one who's playing a side join stop it I well, mean, she is, she's a side joint. She's a glorified the best side joint. She's a glorified professional side joint. Not a professional. She doesn't she's, take money no, for no, her no, companionship. No, no, no. She's a professional. Okay. Who happens to be a side joint? Okay, I was going to clarify. Is, which is almost worse. Somebody could have thought professional. Side you're right. You're right. No, it was it was, okay. it was it okay. was professional comma side joint, not professional. It was a modifier, not a. Not a hyphen. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is right, almost cool. worse. Like you, we, we hear about, you know, stereotypical portrayals of black women and, and, and you would hope that something is, I don't know even how to use it, how to describe it, but something who, someone who is, you know, the mistress or is the girl on the side or whatever, you stereotypically think of them as just being, you know, lower in status for whatever reason you know what i mean whether it's not they their profession what they do for a living education whatever the case may be where they're from who knows but here you have the case where it's a character in the case of scandal which is what we're talking about um this woman is in government she's in politics she's in administrative position from what i understand well technically she's a fixer so she's not technically she works for politicians but she cleans up their messes quietly oh so she's the help so but so but uh hold on hold on hold on hold on because if it was a dude that did that then he would be the man like i i I don't i don't know if she i think the help is wait i don't know if that's if that's the right term you know well well, let's let's olivia uh brought olivia brought olivia up as a uh positive um example of a positive portrayal of a black woman on television. Why do you say so? Well, I'm just comparing it to... Okay. I'm just comparing it to all the other black women I see on television right now, like Love and Hip Hop or R&B Divas or something like that. She's a lot more positive. She has a job. She doesn't rely on a man to get anywhere in her life. She's... Um, See, that's part of the problem because it's like a black woman, it's okay to be a hoe on TV like Olivia Pope or Mary Jane as long as you make money and dress nice and you're independent. So as long as you don't need a man, you can be promiscuous, you can be a side john, just make sure your hair's laid, you got a nice outfit, and you get that paper. And it's cool then. One guy, let's not... But it's somebody else's guy. It's someone else's dude who happens to be the president. Like that's sending. Mm-hmm. I, I hear what you're saying in her own right. Like as an individual who is a professional for you know all intents and purposes. But the fact that in this series, the role that she's serving, I don't. I don't feel. 
as far to as far as the story is concerned is positive. If she was like completely separate and not involved with the president in this way, then maybe. But I just that, that hurts my soul when I hear that. And when I see so many, not only is the show popular, popular, but it's immensely popular amongst single black women. And it's kind of like, what is this? What is this telling us? Is this reflective of us? Are we reflecting what they want us to reflect? Like, what's going on here? Well, then, see, but then I would play, just to play devil's advocate, as I like to do in my always other life. Um, <laughs> but then I would play, like, like I enjoy Mad Men. A lot of us are fr- uh, fans of shows like Sons of Anarchy on, and shows of, of that nature, um, Banshee, uh, where the leading guy um, is very promiscuous. Get, or gets in or or criminal, you know, in his behavior, or definitely definitely morally ambiguous. Let's put it that way in how how he lives his life. Yet we do we disparage him for that, or do we necessarily see ourselves in that character? Well, I think in the case of Sons of Anarchy, like there's no disputing that. Like they're not good dudes. They're not. There's nothing good about them (laughs) at all, ever. There's never been any kind of way to misconstrue that. You know what I mean? You just kind of, I think people, audience members relate to which character they relate to. Um, in the sense of Banshee, me personally, I'm always on Lucas Hood like, yo, he's a whole slut. <laughs> he's a whole yeah. slut. Like, I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Like, but he, he's a bad guy, so you expect it. Yeah. He, but he's, he's the, the anti-hero like of the show. Hero. He's yeah, he's a little bit show. more complex than that. But still, he's not a good dude. He's shot people. He's stolen major things. Like, he's not a good dude either. That's ref- of a lot of elements of television nowadays though there's not too many clean cut heroes except in the case of like arrow or, or something where and then and then wouldn't then the argument be that in the portrayal at least especially of somebody um like olivia pope on scandal we'll get to the, some of the reality shows in a minute but on somebody like uh, with olivia pope being that that's just the other side of the coin it's a woman that basically for all intents and purposes, that could if that was a guy in that in that role. Oh, he'd be the man, like Randy said. Like, yeah, he'd so, be like, "Yo, Oliver Pope is this John man? Oh, yo, that's my homie. Yo, you see that suit he had on the other day? Yo, his 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 waves was laying. Like everybody would be on his top, but and and not, you know, with the double standard of sexuality, they wouldn't be condemning him for his promiscuity or his affair with whatever. Political yeah, so leader. should that's we true. condemn? So. Then should we, by nature, condemn Olivia Pope? I it's say no yes. because it's a double standard. So no, I say no, because you I condemn, condemn those dudes too. Like just you know. I don't think it's condemning her. I think the main problem is that when it comes to men, especially white men, you have all different types on TV. When it comes to black women, you always get this one type of woman or this main character. Yeah. Or at least lately. So why yeah. am I yeah. seeing the same themes over and over again? If there was different types of black characters on TV, it wouldn't be a problem. There's no there's no balance. Right. Right, there's no balance. So if I was an alien from another planet and I only could know about black people from watching TV, I would think a lot of negative things about black people, especially black women, the way they're portrayed. That's true. So uh, especially when you get into more of the reality shows, which you kind of brought up, mm-hmm. uh, Olivia, with Love and Hip Hop, R&B Divas, Real High Real Housewives. Can I can I ask a couple questions regarding some of these shows? Please. Because you can't pay me to watch reality television. Mm-hmm. Why are these women considered R&B divas? 
Like, well, what did they do? Well, they lose some of them. Loosely They're in or out of the song industry or the music industry. Have yeah. they sold any records? Do I know some who of they them. are? Yeah. Well, okay. The some people might you might not only because you're not a big follower of R and B. So maybe. But there are some people who, even if you don't follow R and B. You know of because of just you know I don't because their song was like you know like you know everybody knows who Beyonce is even though I don't listen to that type of music I still know who she is do you know what I'm saying so obviously they're not that level because Beyonce doesn't of course reality she's on top yeah, but yeah, Beyonce, yeah I was gonna say Beyonce is on top she's of she's a list she's um, not gonna be there but okay so they're they're so they've been so like in R&B divas that they've been loosely. Uh, a part of the music industry, either they've had like a little one-hit wonder, such as the chick. Uh, so how are they divas if they've only had one hit? Because they act like yeah. divas on Same the show. Way basketball wise, or they believe they're divas. Basketball wise, when they're all divorced, That's they just what? are. They never have one ball in time, or never married. None of them play no ball. Diva is more of an attitude. It's the what yeah. they think they are. Yes, girl. Yes. yes. I'm a diva. <laughs> what? Mm. I, I am all that. I'm on this reality show and I don't have like a platinum song, but so, hey, I'm getting there. I'm the truth. They, a lot of them are pretty big names. Like, it's like they might have one or two people that are kind of like, uh, I don't know if I'll call you a diva, but the women on the show, I would say that they are R&B divas. Yeah, cause Kiki Wyatt had more than a few hits. Yeah. I tennis. Oh, wait, what's that girl? Serena? <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, Selena Johnson. I'm so sorry. Like, Selena Johnson. She's dropping albums now. You don't see me in the courts like what? Serena. <laughs> you don't want this racket like what? Blame uh, Phoenix Tribble and her margaritas for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix Tribble be getting it done. All right. So what? So, um, what do, do these shows? Because every time I'm hearing about these shows, and, and a couple of times I've caught them on television because unfortunately I have friends that are like big fans of them uh, so you go over their houses friends and yes friends my sister oh now that I got real back, awkward back, 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 real specific yeah, reverse reverse <laughs> So, so you go over to their house and they're on it, and it's always that somebody is arguing about something and something, something real catty and ratchet, and somebody's pulling at somebody's hair at some fake soiree or some somebody's bar. birthday party. And I just yeah, to let you know that I slept with party. your husband three years ago. Cause I felt I need to let you know that tonight at your birthday party here now in front of everybody oh, in front of this camera, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, so a so, lot of that. so what's that showing me is that black women are petty, they, they caddy, caddy, they hold grudges, they they're it, loud, conniving, they're, yeah. they're loud, and they like to they like to dress tacky. Yeah. I, I just feel like in the case of reality television, there's two parties to if you're going to put a blame on anything or point the finger in any way. I feel like in those situations, there's two parties that you can lay blame on. One, you can well three. Technically, one, the producers and the directors for uh, generating that sort of content, because I'm pretty sure most of these women are not going to be this dramatic unless, you know, they're on camera. They're their producers are like, OK, well, let's make this a little bit more spicy. Did you know? Let, let's drop some type of bomb in this party in a completely inappropriate place, like you were saying, you know, and, and see what happens, you know. Uh, and then there's also the women who signed up for this kind of thing. Are to blame as well because it's like you know what reality television is going to try and prompt you you know that the people want to see that type of petty catty superficial 
uh, drama, and you, you're, you're willing and able and of sound mind signing up to do this. But why do they want to see that? It's funny. Um, that's the, what sells. I'm a big fan of, I call it Ratchet TV. I watch almost <laughs> all the shows, and the more ratchet, the more catty it gets, the more I love it. And there's actually women that have left shows because they didn't want to participate in the stereotypes. Um, one woman, they wanted it to make they wanted to make it seem like her husband was living off her, and for her to like put her husband down and demean him and make him seem like a scrub. Mm-hmm. And uh, she left the show because of it. And then that's when they hired another woman who had the stay-at-home husband to kind of take her place. Down with the script, fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember on the Real Housewives of um, of Atlanta, the first season. Uh, the wife of Eric Snow, the basketball player Eric Snow, she was on there. And she was pretty much uh, a normal chick. You know what I'm saying? Plus, of all the all the um, families on there, theirs was the most stable because the NBA, you have guaranteed contracts and football is unguaranteed. So Eric had long dough. So they, uh, after the first season, they let her go from the show because they – in her words, she was coming across as "quote unquote" too human. Wow! <laughs> How crazy. dare you show because humanity black on people television. aren't human. Uh, just, if that's, that's reality in reality TV in general, though. Like, how many reality TV shows do we watch where it'll be something you know mundane about a restaurant, and then they'll focus in on some drama real quick, like dun dun. Oh no, so and so got fed up and left his shift in the middle of it and now there's no one to do the side work. Oh no, what are we gonna do? Like you see someone in the back breaking down and crying, like somewhere over the span of of the evolution of television, that became more entertaining than, you know, fictional script writing. I know a lot of it initially started from the writers uh, 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 strike a couple years ago. Yeah. Fine, I get it. You got to fill your your programming schedule up, but that's done now. Like, let's get back to paying writers so they can be creative and do new things. Why? When it's making money, it's everybody making will money pay to watch Jersey Shore. So it's True. so upsetting. It, and saving money. I think. Yeah. it oh, sorry, honey. I think it's it, it harkens back to that weird mob mentality that we as human people, human people, not to be redundant, but <laughs> we as people have when we're in large groups. You know what I mean? You you break people off into groups of two and threes or even smaller than that, and you can have intelligent, somewhat conversations with them. But when you have this large group of hundreds or thousands of people, it's like this weird mob mentality thing. Even back in, in Roman times, the gladiators, people would show up by the hundreds of thousands to watch each other kill kill themselves. You know what I mean? In a pit with ropes and and lions and spears and stuff that was entertainment back then they loved that it was the day and And we have knockout videos now right now granted today's reality television is incomparable it's not nearly as violent or or exploitive in that regard but the people who are doing this though sign up for that exploitation you know what i mean as opposed to back then where these were all slaves and, and prisoners of war so it's something about us as a as a group i'm not just talking about black people i just mean in general people love watching I guess humanity at its at its worst for some reason that that it some people can argue that it brings out the best in others you know what I mean like you feel like okay well this is this is really low and now I can appreciate when things aren't this ratchet or aren't this <laughs> dramatic or now I can appreciate my friends who have substance instead of you know all of that no. who knows I, I don't I don't see it that way but some people can make that argument I'm let sure. me let me jump in uh, I'm gonna tell you what it seems to uh, do it doesn't make people look at the positive things and go, that's great. It makes them feel better about themselves because they are in a bad situation, but at least 
I ain't get beat up by like this, you know, dude over here, or I can make fun of these people who went through this over here. Like, it, it's like miserable people watching other people go through stuff, so it makes them feel better. You say misery loves company. Yeah. Or yeah. it's lowering a lot of people. Like a lot of women, uh, little teenage girls, tried to get pregnant for t- um, sixteen and pregnant. So now everybody just wants to be on reality TV. So now yeah, everybody's like going to do that. That's a goal now. Yeah. I yeah. It's obtainable. Like, I, I can end up on TV. <laughs> exactly. Like, just for your 15 minutes. Like, I think it's, like, really screwing up our priorities yeah. just as a whole. Agreed. So maybe we should do, like, 16 and graduated. <laughs> and then everybody be like, right? hey, let's see if we can graduate fast. Come on, let's get some. Maybe I can get honors. Um, no. Yeah. You, you, but that's hard. That requires work and yeah, effort no and determination and dedication. Nobody wants to sit through that. That's boring. That's not as fun as someone. Well, I know Getting you ain't just at a party. right. You ain't just call my baby daddy ugly with yours looking like that. Apparently, that's more. I mean, yeah, that is kind of funnier. But <laughs> you see, but the ugly thing about it is that the more ra- just like uh, you were saying, Robin, the more ratchet it is, the more you're entertained. And there are thousands of people, millions of people who are feel just like you and they're watching it as it gets uh worse and worse so that way every season every or with every show they have to keep upping the ante yeah. and every time they up the ante then it 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 uh it lowers the standard of of the portrayal of black women even more and unfortunately because the shows become so popular, these women who were on the on the outer lip of celebrity to begin with, many of them, not all of them, but they're now uh, got a, their their celebrity status has been elevated and boosted for nothing for nothing like the Kardashians, like a whole lot of other people. True. But then, so, so then they they move forward, and they're um, and now they 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 see that as their way to to an easy ticket, you know. So now they're hosting parties and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I can see that. But then that's only going to riding that's only going to take you so far. They're so not- once you have a stint on a show, a season or two, and then you have a name about you like Jersey Shore, after that your name can get you booked at clubs. Like, that's it. Like, that's what it's good for. Come and party with this one and Wow and that one. That's what it's good for. Nothing past that. You can't surpass... It can be something past that if you take control of the narrative. Look at at Kim Kardashian. All right? Look at her. She is is famous for, uh, originally... The sex tape. For a sex tape. Ray, Ray, Ray J's sex tape. Right. That's when I heard of her. A celebrity right. who isn't even doing anything. Yeah. He's yeah. Randy's brother. Bruce who, Brandy's brother. Who, who can't get any fame off of the tape himself. But no. she became famous for that tape. And then she got the little show, and the show was really about nothing. But they, she and I guess her, her people around her were smart, and they took, took control of her narrative. And now... She's changed the she's changed the game up. You know what I'm saying? You don't when you think of her, you're not necessarily thinking about how ratchet she is. That's not necessarily the first thing that comes to your mind, you know? Um whereas with all of these chicks out here that are doing this, that's not the case. They they they're not either they don't um, take it upon themselves, or they're not allowed to elevate. It's got to be a little bit of both because you know Kim Kardashian is, is is wide enough to pass, but 
She ain't white. But colored enough to be really cool. Yeah, she's Okay. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like anybody can want to be a Kardashian and, you know. Kardashian. <laughs> Please don't associate them with them. My bad. That's a bad, that's a bad shame when Kardashians are better than. Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> Kardashians. You know, and, you know, this is a whole family who the 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 whole the the fame of the family comes from the OJ trial, from Bob, and he dead, yeah. long dead, and somehow Bruce Jenner gets involved, and suddenly all of these people are famous, and none of them have done a thing, not one, but they're they're they are they're attainable looking, and like you know they're cool enough. And colored enough to be cool, but white enough to be acceptable, so they're allowed to take control of their own narrative like that. But um, any of these, you know, Real Housewives of Atlanta or Love and Hip Hop, which makes me want to strangle somebody, um, <laughs> you know, they don't have that kind of power. That's the thing. Like the Kardashians had their money before you know who they were. Like they had their money, yeah. so they have the means to. I guess they have options. So if I don't like the story you want me to tell, I can go over here and these people are going to give me a show because of who I am. Basketball wives don't have that option. You know what I mean? So they're limited to the story they get to tell because nobody else is going to give them a show. Like, okay, well let's give you a show being a great mom. You know what I mean? They don't have that opportunity. They they don't, they, they, some of them may be millionaires on some of the shows or, you know, maybe not the ex-wives ones. But, you know, they still don't have the means to make the way like it was laid out for Kim K. You know what I mean? But, but I was going to say, um, you have to look at the, how the, the track records work out. Like, people follow a trend. Um, you saw how Kim got famous from the sex tape. And then, like, right after that, everybody and their mother was trying to have a sex tape. Well, Paris Hilton got it first. Well, yeah, see, like Paris Hilton did it first, and then like everybody just started quote unquote leaking. Whoops! Well, didn't yeah. one of these chicks just drop a sex tape? This yeah, one? so, oh, so Nikki or Nikki Mimi. and Mimi, Mimi and Nico, yeah. yeah. And and, and who were they? Who? Where where would we know her from? That's hip hop Atlanta. Mimi and Nico are on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Uh, Mimi was in a love triangle with Jocelyn and Stevie J in the prior season, and now she has a new boyfriend who they imply that he's like a, a leech, and he's like feeding off of her fame to get notoriety to himself. And he convinced her to do the sex tape, and he pulls her on the uh, like to go have dinner, and he says, you know, I lost the bag that the tape was in. Um, it's leaked to the internet i got approached by vivid they said that we can put it out as a porno and grab control of this and make some money off of it so like the whole show like they um imply that he sold the tape on purpose like behind her back and she's too dumb to realize it mm -hmm. and to see the same one that's just got like arraigned or indicted for embezzling money or fraud or is that somebody else no that's apollo on, okay. um Real Housewives of Atlanta, but same state and city. So we're so yeah. one of the things that we're learning, television is teaching us about black women is that they're gullible? Well, one of the biggest things that I think is the biggest problem, what it teaches us about black women is that we really don't need a man because the men around us are fools and all the men do is leech off of us. So black women ourselves are better if we don't have a man at all. And that's the worst lesson. 
that it teaches us. Because when I watch these men on reality well, well, shows, well, ahead, it's hard to find a good man mm -hmm. on reality shows. They're always, you know, um, stupid or they're they're sleazy or they're pimping out the woman, um, encouraging her to be pimped but out. That's reality shows in general. That's what they do for all of the women. I don't think that's just the black women. I think the worst thing about black women today is that if you're not loud and ratchet, then you're a nobody. If you're not the yeah, loudest I think, one. I think, and I don't know if this is a, an ethnicity thing or a culture thing or what, but it seems like the the shows with, with black women on them, the the really negative aspects of, of their behaviors are celebrated. Um, uh, and whereas... You know, like like Eric was saying, they're not going to get a show based on you know being a single mom and putting their kid through private school and and working their asses off and and and, and achieving it and while going to school themselves to get their masters or whatever the case may be or to finish their bachelor in the first place. You won't see a reality show about that and how those struggles are portrayed, but you can see it through someone who hasn't really had to work for the things that they have in front of them or, you know, yeah. doesn't have to struggle to provide for the family or the people in their lives. Um, so it, it almost, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say that not needing a man to get on in life is necessarily a bad thing, but it's almost showing us that, I, I, I don't even know if it's, if it's even comparable, but it, it's almost showing us that this is, this is marketable for you and this is only what's marketable for you. So this is all that you have to aspire towards. But see, we're adults and we're, you know, probably of a different thought process than a lot of younger people are. Right. So a lot of young people, when they see this, they believe this is real life. Like, we watch it and we say, oh, this is a reality show. Oh, this is exaggerated. These are characterizations of people. They're not real people. But when these young 14 and 15-year-olds are watching it, they think that pe that these people's lives are really like this all the time. They right. think your life is supposed to have this drama. They think these things go on. It's normal. Now when they're mad at their friend, they're like, I'm going to throw a drink in her face because that's what so-and-so did on this show. Right, because like, that's they acceptable. They think that behavior is normal. Yeah, and what's worse, yeah, they make it like a part of their own culture. Like, they assimilate that as to what's normal and what they should be. They take that as an example. I saw that's that. Part. I saw that happen. I saw that happen on South Street. Yo, this this girl, she thought she was apparently in a reality show, and she threw a drink on um, she, the dude was like, he saw her about to do it. He was like, yo, if you throw that drink on me, I'm going to knock you straight out. And she was like, you don't tell me what I would, and started doing what you see in the shows. And she stood up, and she was like, splash. He stood up and was like, bop, bop, <laughs> just put her to sleep. That's I was like, not cool. What? Yes. And it was it was just like watching a reality show. And you know what happened? No one did anything except pull out their cell phones. And then they, then they were taking selfies with the, in the scene. With the door like, knocked yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Well, that's another unfortunate um, aspect of the, the uh, reality TV is that now, and YouTube, and the YouTube world, that everybody can be a celebrity by just pulling out your mm -hmm. your phone snapping a picture of somebody acting all ratchet next thing you know that goes viral somebody finds that person that's on the video and then they're interviewed or whatever or they're doing a commercial you know what i'm saying right instant gratification right now yeah. instant popularity and instant gratification i just it's it's almost a vicious circle do you know what i mean it's it's almost like who's perpetuating what are we as a culture perpetuating this uh, perception that these are the things that we enjoy and that's why reality TV is taking off because it's just capitalizing on what we do naturally or is reality television perpetuating this idea of us and we're latching onto it and thusly perpetuating it further 
I think it's part of the cycle where they say, you know, like life imitates art, imitates life, imitates art. It kind of feeds yeah. off of each other because, you know, art will imitate life but take it to the next level. And then people in real life have to act up to that level. Then now the art or the TV that we see needs to step it up again. It, it makes us worse. Right. Like we make the, the TV get worse. And then by us acting out what we see on TV, then TV needs to push the envelope even further to make it exciting. So, but yeah. we've got to demand more. Were you about to say something? We got to demand more. Like, um, absolutely. Like, uh, like you, we were talking earlier. Uh, I was talking to Phoenix Tribble about Jada Pinkett show Nurse Hawthorne. It was, in her mind, one of the last truly positive portrayals of a, a black woman. Not saying that she's all goody two shoes. You know, but that's the most one, the most recent that comes to mind. Yeah, certainly, certainly the most one of the most well rounded and. Unfortunately, that show got canceled, I think, after two or three seasons, and it hard-pressed outside of Olivia Pope in um, in uh, scripted television to think of um, a well-rounded black female that's on... Uh, on a lead um, right. show right now, certainly, certainly as a lead on a show. What were you saying, Randy? Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, yeah. Sleepy Hollow yeah. is a good one. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Definitely, she's Sleepy great. Hollow, and she is she is the co lead. Uh, but okay, you, you got Sleepy Hollow, um, then you've got Scandal, and, and what else? It's hard. And. I think another reason that that this gets a little difficult is um, at least culturally is because. Back in the day, and I say this like this is a long time ago. But back in the day, like people were able to differentiate between entertainment and what was on TV and what was fake versus what went on in real life and what an everyday struggle was or hustle was or workday was, whatever the case may be. Whereas nowadays, like Robin was saying, you're seeing these children watching these shows, these teenagers watching these shows, and not being able to differentiate. Uh, between satire, right? Satire and 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 real life. So it's almost like, uh, you know. Who's responsible for telling the difference? You know, who's 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 takes the onus upon them to be like, hey, you know, this is just TV, right? This isn't real. This isn't really acceptable behavior. It's called reality. Don't throw a drink in some dude's face because it might not work out the way you want it to. Don't pull at some chick's hair in a restaurant because she might be stronger than you and knock you out in front of all your friends. You know what I mean? Like, there's nobody nowadays telling these. Don't be a stripper and drop a sex tape. Right, you know yeah. what I mean. That's not cool. That's the easy way to get, you know, uh, exposure. Fifteen minutes, literally. Right, like that's all. It's if worth. you luck up like the Kardashians, you know, it might last you a little bit longer. But uh, unless you're white, if you're white, be a stripper and drop a sex tape. But right. but but uh, but like uh, he said, being white is not necessarily you know all that either because you you had the Hiltons. Yes, she dropped a sex tape, but she had Hilton money behind. Well, her. she didn't really drop a sex tape. She was actually the person that. Really, it was a tape that yeah. she had with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend he sold it. the tape on purpose, and she was, like, mortified. Like, she went to the stores, you know, pulling down posters, breaking stuff in stores because she's so upset to see her videotape there. But it got her so much fame that, you know, other people jumped on the bandwagon and, and made it pretend that their tape leaked. But unfortunately for Paris Hilton, it actually was sad because that was, you know, yeah. a shame what happened to her. If you care about Paris Hilton, no, I mean she's still rich. No, because she all right. She all right. Her life isn't ruined. She might be shamed. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she'll always have that. But that, no more than when a crotch shot of you getting out of a car develops. Uh, just yeah. equally as much as. You and know she what I mean? totally did commercials afterwards. 
like, like um, for, on the Super Bowl. So she was she doing all right in life. Like yeah, it definitely made her famous. They put her on there. She gets paid to DJ places. What? Yeah, oh, yeah, she yeah, does. Yeah. Paris Hilton gets paid to DJ around the world. Can she even spell DJ? Exactly. <laughs> but, but, yeah, exactly. Is that even possible? <laughs> but I think, um, like you were saying, uh, a scripted show or a reality show that is about, like, like um, I think about the, the TV show, I mean, not the TV show, the movie, The Truman Show, right? Mm-hmm. And I could see, I would watch... A 24-hour, seven days a week video of a young, single black woman just trying to live her life and raise her kids. Because why does she have to have kids, though? Well, I'm just saying, if she if she did have if, if how about because that's the struggle. Yeah. She, she, but, that's the struggle. But, but the struggle is just as real. If you don't speaking from no, personal, okay, experience. it's, it's, you just, know it's like, just as real. It's just as real. But that is that is still uh, get more viewers. You're going to get more viewers. You're going to so you're going to you're going to reach a wider demographic if you have that. If you have that, uh, I hear you, Kennedy. Like Pursuit of Happiness, the series. Right. I, I I would I would pay to see that because. You're going to see a, a a woman for a black woman with all her flaws, all her strengths. You're going to see a, a well-rounded story um, brought to life, and it's going to be intriguing. It's going to be uh, provocative. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be heartbreaking. It's going to be um, exhilarating at times. That would be. A kick-ass show, whether it's scripted or whether it's reality TV. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and act like that the single mom struggle isn't real, cause it is. There's there's no negating that, debating that, nothing. Just sit down for any single parents out there who are struggling. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not speaking against that. What I'm saying is it is so expected for us yeah. to be single parents. You know, it is so expected for us to have babies. Be plural, not just one. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to have a kid and be like, okay, this is my child and this is my life. I've moved on. I'm struggling. I'm hustling, whatever. They expect us to have multiple children. So I don't, I would like to see a reality show where you do see a single mom hustling and doing all those things that you were saying, Lynn. That's not a bad idea as far as I'm concerned. I'm saying because the general expectation is is for us to be in that situation, why not raise it up a level and instead of that following a single black woman who's getting her PhD in something, do you know what I mean? And that kind of struggle, not having a scholarship, her parents not being able to afford to pay for her, you know, 10 plus years of schooling, like having a job and, and, you know, supporting herself on top of that. Like that depends. What does she do to get the money for school? That's what's going to decide if that show gets sold or not. If they say she's a stripper, it's going to be on TV. But see, I don't want it to be that. No, I'm not you know saying what I, mean? that I want, we want I it to, to be the that. Role you're talking about, but that's going to be the clincher to decide if that show's going to get made. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how is she getting that money? Is she stripping? Does she just work nights? Is she working 24 hours a day? Is she does does she deal drugs loans? on the side? Like, is you know she going to be like, in debt for the rest of her life? Like, exactly. Like, is it just all loans? Just her filling out paperwork? Like, that's what's oh, going to yeah. sell the show. <laughs> the whole show is filling out her in the bank trying to figure out. Single mother's grant. Right, right. Single mom grant. Um, that all of this in, in any cultural representation discussion that we have in any medium that it is, it's always going to boil down to, you know, where what we what we allow to be acceptable. Do you know what I mean? Things are only going to sell if we buy it. So 
if if more people are going to buy a story about a girl who's stripping to put her weight through med school, then that's what'll sell. But if more people start buying the story that uh, about a girl who's you know cleaning out old people toilets to put her way through through graduate school, you know, it, it, there's a social shift that needs to happen as it's, far as the focus on priorities are concerned. Why does it always have to be a single black woman and living life like? I just see so many white people in, like, different science fiction shows or different fantasy shows like Game of Thrones or something like that. Mm -hmm. Why does ours always have to be some sad drama? Agreed. Like, real life. life. Agreed. Yeah, like, it's nothing mad with real life, but all of our shows are about real life, about, oh, I'm just trying to make my life happen. Like, oh, I'm making my life happen, but I have a superpower. Right. Right, right. Like the, like, kind of like the Blacktastic Four or something like that. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be awesome. The Blacktastic Four. That would be great. They'd be like, you know, oh it'd be Fantastic Four. They got a dope apartment. They got you a know, dope, like, tower and all that stuff. The Blackster building, you know. <laughs> it looks like the Gonzo Fist. Yeah, right. That would be good stuff. I would pay to, I would pay to see that. I would, I would definitely pay to see but that. But then the media would take over and make it a comedy. That's what they mm. would do. I just don't understand why there can't just be, like, a black sci-fi or fantasy or um, hist- maybe not history. Um, why not? But historical fiction. Yeah, why, historical why, fiction. Why not? Why does, why does our history doesn't start here? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There could be a historical fi- there could be a historical fiction sci-fi show that stars black people. Well, yeah. Octav- Octavia Butler's stuff is is that. Just you know what I mean? I agree like with that. you 110. percent It's just I'm so tired of seeing how sad I should be. Think about <laughs> right. Think about how uh, many times you see portrayals of I'm just going here uh, Cleopatra on television or in the movies, and everybody starts talking about it's like oh, that's what Cleopatra looks like and everything like that. I've always called, especially BET, only because they were here first, that BET on the carpet for not doing more original... Um, black historical fiction? Pro- black original programming, but being the answer to all of those all of those questions mm-hmm. like everybody talks about like well you know hey everybody knows that back in the historical days and in the bible you know it was us it was it was black people everything like that so why don't we do a biblical story why don't we do that story because movies like exodus god of kings is oh getting funded Okay, so so we can't do it on that level, but why can't it can why can't it be done on BET? Why can't it be done on TV One? Why can't Spike Lee or or some of your well, I feel more like prominent BET started to let black music come on TV because you know MTV didn't really play enough black music and VH1 didn't either. So the purpose of BET was for music. Once BET started doing shows, it was already owned by white people. Well, BET- I don't know much about TV One and their ownership, but I'm sure they're owned by white people as well. Well, well, TV TV One and um, Centric. Centric, I think they actually are owned by uh, African Americans. Oh, okay. Um, but BET, BET was originally owned by African Americans, and while it was to get our music on to the television, it was also to uh, represent positive portrayals of like supposed to be black Fail. entertainment television. <laughs> like one of their biggest fails to me was like when the show Rock got canceled off of Fox and then it was big news that Rock was going to be on BET. I was like, oh, great. They're going to be on BET. It's going to be a little lower budget, but they'll be on BET. But no, all BET did was buy the reruns of Rock. If they really wanted to step the game up, they would have said, we will produce the show. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why can't they... Why can't they be the answer to these 
positive portrayals of black uh, black women getting them out there, getting their stories out there. But like I said, it all boils down to the the cultural focus. Like, what's important to the culture? What is the culture reflecting that's important of it? Like, we talk about this in the comic book industry all the time. The mainstream publishers aren't publishing a lot of really diverse stories, at least not accurately from my perception. So you get a lot of the indie cats out there that are writing their own stuff and illustrating their own stuff and publishing their own stuff. And therefore, our stories are being told properly. Um, So in this case... Yes, BET is partially, if not completely, responsible for putting out more more independent programming that is reflective of of all of of black culture, rather than just the lowest common denominator. In a lot of cases, um, we we can't expect you know the major networks to latch on to what is representative of us if half the time we're not fully representative of us do you know what i mean like there's so many aspects of black culture that aren't being fully realized let alone uh you know put into something that's packageable but i mean why put on a new show when we have tyler perry's many same shows because as far as far as mainstream is concerned (laughs) we all love that we all love tyler perry all of us all of us are about i hate tyler Tyler Perry. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, wait, you're being sarcastic. Yeah. Yes. I was like, I'm in the wrong room. I have to go. Like, Exotic like, Show was like, hold up. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> but wait a minute. You don't like Tyler Perry. Why don't you like Tyler Perry, yet you can watch the reality shows? Um, the reality shows, it's really a guilty pleasure. Like, I feel like ashamed. Like, it's like something like I do behind closed doors. Oh, kind, like, of, kind of like me and Tom Jones. I understand. Um, so, and, and I know that it's wrong. And I actually, like, psychoanalyze the people. I probably think way too deeply into it. So when I watch it, although it's really ratchet, it makes me think, like, whoa, what's going on with this world? But with Tyler Perry, I just don't like some of the themes that I see. It just really feels well, like he's, he's betraying so many certain themes and it just really upsets me. And then also I'm kind of like a hater because I would love to have my own movie yeah. in the movie theater and I get mad that he writes the same movie over and over again and everybody watches it and he makes all this money while like my movie like sits in my drawer. Right. I, I'm <laughs> like jealous. Like, I, I feel think like that I'm makes better you... than you, Tyler Perry, but nobody cares. I don't think that makes you a hater. That doesn't make you a hater wanting to see your own things come into fruition. It maybe make you a little resentful it makes you a hater if you ain't doing nothing to get your own things out there if you're only all all of you're just sitting there just fuming then you're hating so Len is is real quick to call somebody a hater though Robin don't don't pay no mind but she called it okay he real quick to co-sign I also do not like Tyler I got a co-sign on on Len on that one though like real talk about about the like you can't you gotta push hard to like get it out there like or make it happen for yourself because most cats aren't going to help you out with it, especially being black. So, like, like mad people hated on me for doing comics and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, I'll still do it, you know, keep moving. And while they're busy hating, they kind of fell back because they're busy. So if you got that movie in the drawer, you need to get t- on it. Get, get on that drawer. Yeah, take it out, out the drawer. drawer. It shouldn't be in the drawer. should be working on that. I'm working on it. There you go. You can change it into a Tyler Perry movie, <laughs> and then he can make a movie about you selling you him your movie, and then you can find Jesus at the end, and then everybody be having a man, you can find Jesus and a man, and a God fearing man. man, a man that's light skin. <laughs> after my dark skin man beats me because that's what dark skin men do, so I'm gonna get beat up by this dark skin man, man, and then I'm gonna find a white or light skinned man that's really gonna love me and take care of me and my kids. 
Because we were all molested and our moms on drugs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or you were on drugs. I, I was on drugs, but and I got it to together. Sing. But it was because my husband Jesus. was beating me. Yeah. It's just, Sounds about right. There was a movie um, that I was just telling my dad and Kennedy about called Bell that came out, like, I guess a while ago. Mm-hmm. Last year. Last year. Last year. And, I, like, nobody talks about it. And it looked like such a good movie. It was a nice film. It was a historical film. It was just, it's a true story. And it was talking about something different besides Tyler Perry. And mm-hmm. it just kind of got Tell them the plot backwashed. Of um, it's about a girl. She was... I guess an English soldier slept with her mom, and her mom died, and the English soldier took her back to her, his family over in she England. She was a black girl. She was a black girl. She's a mixed child, but she's, like, dark girl. They take her over there, and she can't sleep with the slaves. She can't eat with the slaves because she's too above them. She can't eat with her white family because she's too below them, so she's trying to find her way in the world. And... um She's educated as well. Yeah, she's really educated. She's smart. She has friends. But, you know, you're black. Um, We don't want you a part of us. Mm -hmm. And I think she was with some white English soldier at the end. There wasn't much in the preview. But it looked like a good movie. Mm -hmm. I think we got a call on the line, so I'm going to be real quick about this. Um, The reason why I think a lot of people didn't hear about that movie or even knew about it is because it was limited release. So I think only Mm -hmm. a couple cities on, on each coast and maybe Chicago Got it. You know what I mean? Uh, we have Raymond on the line from Ohio. What's up, Raymond? How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, just tuning in. Uh, probably uh, getting the last end of the show, but uh, I'm 64 years old, and uh, I was uh, listening to the conversation, and we were speaking on black women, the roles that they are playing. Yes. Okay, um, I've been, um, this is what, I'm 64, it's been 43 years since I've been to a show. I don't go because all of it is nothing but garbage. When I was coming up, everything black was negative, okay? You had uh, the black Godzilla, Mighty Joe Young, all the black villains were black, the white boys wore white hats, had the good women, the nice cars, while the black man was just a sidekick. And really, if you look at it, uh, nothing has changed, y'all. Uh, and, and one of the sisters making some good points. It's our fault because we, we keep uh, uh, patronizing this garbage by these white boys who own the industry. And, and, and until we start uh, really uh, putting out how uh, our black children and black women and black men, too, are geniuses instead of uh, sagging their pants, uh, you know, uh, killing each other. Uh, I'm just on the site right now. Uh, There's 10 child black geniuses uh, that, you know, you never hear about what what the positiveness that our children are doing. And and really, uh, it's going to be another 23 years before I go to, to a movie. Uh, I don't even look at TV because it's so much garbage. And, and, and our black women looking at that uh, sister playing the role of a flood hole and, 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 and thinking that's uh, the divine thing to do for, for our uh, black women and our black sisters to look at. And I'd like, like to get y'all input if, if, if we could dialogue a little bit. Well, thank you, Raymond. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, we're going to ask you a question let you go. we got someone else on the line. Thanks for calling. Keep listening. We appreciate it. No problem. Um, he's right. So part of it comes from us, you know, perpetuating that forward, and a lot of it comes from from 
it being perpetuated on us. I, I disagree about the whole next 23 years thing. I kind of feel like... Yeah, I hope we can do something a little bit sooner right, than that. I feel like there's enough of us that are conscious enough and intelligent and motivated enough to to start to make that movement happen. One, um, of, the, one of the good things of, of this generation is that the playing field has been leveled a lot so that you don't have to have, like the world's most fantastic camera or right. uh, or equipment to do uh, to get your story out there you know what i'm saying so so there are more opportunities and there are more that there's tons of tons of media and cable outlets out there and all they are doing is looking for content right so there's tons more opportunity for our stories to more positive portrayals more positive stories diff- stories that of a different genre like uh, Olivia was speaking to and like uh, Raymond was talking about for them to get out there it's our responsibility to watch it to, and to, to capitalize on it yeah. to watch it find them watch them and then pay it forward yeah that's the most important thing don't hold on to it share that yo you need to be checking this out you need right. to be as much as we hype up about Banshee mm-hmm. and stuff like that we need to be hyping up about if think if we had hyped up about Nurse Hawthorne like that it, I mean it doesn't fit in our genre but right. you know what I'm saying right. that's what we need to you gotta do. support those. Real, yeah. real quick there was um I know a while back I saw this web show we were talking about something that it fit in a you know for the show, and it was a sci-fi all-black cast, mm-hmm. and it was about like it was like um, kind of like the end of the world type of thing. Yeah, it was and some it, dude, dude on it. And, yeah. And, yeah, and he lived in like it, he was like home with his girl, or whatever. And his girl went out, and like everybody just died, kind of like Last of Us, but it was like a black cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. It was real that. dope. That sounds cool. And it, there's a whole bunch of that stuff that's out there, but like a lot of people just. You need to find it and 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 and, and get with it. it up. We got Frank on the line from Cobb's Creek. Frank, how you doing? Welcome to Black Tribbles. Uh, hello. I was wondering what you think of this new series, uh, sci-fi series, Halle Berry Extinct. Yes, I was just uh, um, uh, reading about that. And, yeah, that's a good series, and she's an astronaut who was uh, mysteriously impregnated in space while she was on a space station. They just keep us pregnant, don't they? <laughs> but th- that is an interesting s- series. The only reason I think the what's hurting that series is that it's on CBS. It's a sci-fi series on CBS. That's not where people are going for that type of right. CBS is really entertainment. Known for their sci-fi. It's known for an, an older demographic. You know what I'm saying? So you people, you're not you're not looking to CBS to find that series. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's what's hurting it. But I've heard good things about that show. That's very good. Uh, so this shows that we need to direct people to this type of thing. And, you know, it, it was a movie, uh, Thunder Soul, uh, a uh, black uh, high school band uh, that actually won the big band com- competition in the South. And that's something that we should uh, uh, show to uh, the kids in, in school, the man. You know, when they had this problem with uh, this racial conflict, uh, Ali, then over in Jersey, and they, 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 uh, they wanted to show the movie Schindler's List uh, for rela- uh, race relationships. Well, that didn't have anything to do with the relationships uh, of blacks. They were having this problem, but if they wanted to show the, show the men the relationships between blacks and Jews, they should show... Uh, the movie The Liberator, the documentary The Liberator. 
And that should be something that should be shown in history uh, because that was about uh, the black soldiers liberating. They liberated a camp and saved the lives of about 50,000 Jews. Okay. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to see that. I would love to see something like that. Thank you, Frank, for calling. we got to let you go because we uh running short on time here. But thanks. Keep listening. We appreciate it. Um, Frank brought up a really good point. I know I'm, I'll try to say it really fast. Uh, Frank brought up a really big point because basically what he's saying is, like, um, in Germany, of course, they're not going to show a movie like Schindler's List or a movie with Jewish people prospering because Germany's not about that. So in America, somewhere that enslaved black people and really they do kind of should have some type of guilt for what they have done to our people. So why are they then going to show the people that they have worked so hard to oppress in a positive light on TV? Why would they do that? Here's the difference, though, about that in Schindler's List. In Germany and most of Europe, they've kind of, while some older generations may have some older, like, prejudices still, like, ingrained in them, the newer generations are kind of like, whatever, as long as you're not a horrible person, I don't really care where you come from so they might show schindler's list over there as kind of like a reminder hey this is what happens if you let one you know jerk yeah, it's not communist germany right this is what happens when you let one jerk get a hold of things and it kind of leaves us all with a bad rap for generations and generations to come which is the difference here you know there hasn't been a national hey you know my, sorry about that my bad you know that's kind of let's just call it even right Right, you know, there hasn't been any of that here in this case. For black people. Right, not not for other. But doesn't Germany like totally deny the Holocaust? No, no, no not at all. No. Not at all. They don't deny no. that at not all. Not They're at cu- all. That's, they, they, that's a huge black eye on their culture. And they, but, and, but they embrace it as so. You know what okay. I mean? They they realize where they came from. You know what I mean? Um, uh, we got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. This has been a, a great conversation and we're going to have to pick it up some other time uh we invite you to uh check us out on sunday sunday at 7 sunday p- 7 p.m on august 24th when the black tribbles will be the closing act at the philadelphia podcast festival Yay. down at tattoo moms on south street it's free to get in ladies and gentlemen uh just go to phillypodfest.com for details the black tribbles at 7 p.m live broadcast we are going to be big fun jay is going to be singing kennedy's going to be in star trek trivia uh randy's going to be standing there rapping and looking good and me and eric are just it's going to be fine. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be fantastic. Come out and watch. And, and watch it. Um, we're going, we want the largest roll call of the um, Triple Tribble Nation, Nation ever. And then don't forget to check out the Black Tribbles as we will be at the J1Con on Sunday, September 14th from 12 to 8 p.m. at First District Plaza, 3801 Market Street. You go to J1Con for information on that. The premiere anime convention in the world yeah i said it also bam also cross your fingers light a candle say a prayer kiss a baby make a wish however you do it that uh the triples win at uh philadelphia or the philly geek awards next uh, next saturday um we are nominated for streaming media project of the year and jason is nominated for geek of the year so uh do all of those things and uh pay off whoever you need to pay off (laughs) so that all five of us come back with our with our respective awards, that would well, be definitely. we would appreciate that. 
Yeah. I, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get out of here. Don't forget to check us out on Thursday on Black Tribbles Prime on G-Town Radio, gtownradio.com. The sound from Germantown for Master Tribble, Storm Tribble, Super Tribble, Spider Tribble for the Exotic Tribble, and for my darling daughter of Wonder Tribble. In parting, we say, may the force be with you. Live long and prosper. (laughs) Say something, Airman. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That was a laugh. (laughs) Bullet.